Recording in progress. Thank you all so much for joining me. Before I begin, I need to pray. Father God, we just come boldly before your throne of grace. We thank you so much for being full time in our life. We ask that you please allow us to receive your word today. God, please let it resonate in our heart. Let us be able to accomplish the things that you have planned for us, God. We ask that you just please remove everything out of our life that is just hindering us or prohibiting us from fully committing ourselves to you and dedicating our lives to you, God. We ask that you just please allow us to walk in righteousness and love. Let us have patience and understanding. Please, God, allow us to hear with our ears and see with our eyes so that we can perceive things from your perspective and not our own. Allow us to see and hear people the way that you see and hear them lord so we are not dependent on our own understanding but we are understanding things from your perspective and not our own most importantly god please just fill us up with your holy spirit holy spirit i just thank you so much for just being a part of my life and for allowing me to speak the word today god i pray that i minister grace to the hearer and also just give hope to those that are lost and filled with, with hopelessness and despair. And so, God, please allow your will to be done. Do not allow me to forget anything. Quicken me with the Holy Spirit. Allow me to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Allow all of us to be sensitive to hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit so that we can walk, walk in the path of righteousness. And most importantly, God, we would really would like for you to give us favor in every situation, God. Please continue to keep us 20,000 steps ahead of every situation and circumstance, making sure that no man shall deceive us because we have the mind of Christ. And therefore, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. We counsel every satanic tongue spoken against us in Jesus' name. And God, we redeem your assignment upon our life. Most importantly, God, please, please allow your will to be done. In the name of Jesus Christ, it is sealed in your assignment, but amen. Thank you all so much for joining me today on Laws, Life, and Health. Let's talk about it. So, um, hopefully the next couple of next podcasts, I will be just sort of finishing up on the women's health. Um, but until then, a few housekeeping rules. I just want to let you all know that if you have any questions at all, if you are joining me via Zoom webinar, please go ahead and put your questions into the Q&A. And if you are on any of the audio apps, such as iHeartRadio, the Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Alexa, or any one of those, please go ahead and just put your comments in the chat and I will see them there. And so if you have a prayer request, please send me that prayer request to lostlifehealth at suddenchangescorporation.org. And if you were interested in um, suggesting a topic, please send that to Deanna Watson at SuddenChangesCorporation.org. Also, if you needed to complete maybe community service or if you wanted to become an intern, 
please send me an email at info at suddenchangescorporation.org. All right, so let me just uh, dive into the word today. I am so excited just about the path that God is leading us on. And I just want you all to know, no matter what your situation is, no matter what you're experiencing or what you've been through in your life, understand that God is there for you. Just remember that God will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Okay. And so let me go ahead and share my screen. Share the sound too. Okay. So I'm going to pull up some scriptures today. I was waiting on this page to load. It doesn't look like it wants to load. So let me see. Okay, so I left off um, yesterday on doing some journaling, exercising, walking, and getting some sunlight. Okay, looks like I have to make a, do an update here. One moment. It's probably the reason why I wasn't. This um, page wasn't loading. So whenever my website needs to be updated, sometimes I have some errors where it doesn't allow me to access the blogs or anything. So if you all can give me one minute. I still have the actual um, document pulled up. So I should be able to access it still from there. Hold on one Okay, I'm just waiting on that to load. But in the meantime, that is loading. So yesterday I talked about, you know, like doing some journaling, exercising, how you can do walking and getting some sunlight. Um, I went on some over some scriptures last week about being idle and also yesterday somewhat uh, about being idle. Um, let me go ahead. And I wanted to talk about just sort of being active right so we understand so far from scriptures that when we are idle it can cause a disruption in our behavior right and so god doesn't want us to be idle he wants us to be productive and um let me go to these scriptures here so here is where i left off right here So I want to go to Matthew 26 and 55. 
And then I'm going to go to, I don't know why this is loading again. Okay, and so then I'm going to go to, um, Luke 9 and 47. No, I'm sorry, Luke 19 and 47. And then Luke 22 and 53. And then after that, I'm going to go to Habakkuk 2 and 14. Okay, so Matthew 26 and 55, this is what it says. Um, in that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, Am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in a temple course teaching you and you did not arrest me. So what this is saying here, you know, like Jesus he did what he was supposed to do while he was here on earth. And um, so Jesus was 100% man and 100% God. So the way the Holy Trinity is set up is you have the Father, which is God, the Son, which is Jesus Christ, and then we have the Holy Spirit. And so that is that makes up the, the Holy Trinity. So although the Holy Trinity is not actually mentioned in the Bible, but we, we know that the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit is three different persons, right? It is three different entities within one. And so we see that while Jesus was here on earth, every day, it says, every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. So every single day, Jesus was out there doing something. Every single day, Jesus was out there preaching. He was teaching people. He was healing the sick. He was raising the dead. Every single day, he was doing something. So if we are to... Um, wait, hold on. Let me find this other scripture. I'm always pulling up some additional scriptures, right? Um, here we go. So in Ephesians chapter five, it says, so try to be like God because you are his own dear children. Simple as that. That's chapter five, verse one. Ephesians chapter five, verse one. So try to be like God because you are his own dear children. Um, another scripture says, be imitators of Christ. So if you go to your Bible to, um, hold on, let me see. There is several, several different scriptures here. Um, and first Peter two and 21, let's go there. First Peter two and 21. 
it says, to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his steps. Philippians 2, 3 through 8. Let's look at that one. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Whether in humility, value others above yourselves. Not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ did. As Christ Jesus. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. So it says in verse 6, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Whether he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. And being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So this is a very powerful scripture here. Do nothing for selfish ambition. Nothing. I think like, okay, so sometimes we get into arguments with people and it's like, okay, well, wait, you just said the wrong things to me. I didn't like the way you said that. I didn't like the way you did that. I don't like your response, right? Um. So some people we 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 can have certain tendencies that is not of God, and so we have to be able to analyze ourselves in a way to say, okay, wait, wait. See, this isn't this isn't right. We shouldn't be acting this way. It's like when I act a certain way that I know is not right. When I'm upset, like if I have an argument, I'm I'm sitting here and um so I did have an argument today. And I'm just like, well, I, I don't like the way I felt after the argument. I don't like the way the conversation went. You know, and so we have to be in constant mediation, in constant agreement. With the Holy Spirit. If you don't understand something. That's when you go into mediation. And say okay God will explain this to me. Because this is what I believe. And this is what I thought. And see this is what I need to know. Can you please explain this to me. Can you tell me. What am I doing incorrectly. Show me what I am doing wrong. Show me how I can do it correctly. Right. What can I do to improve myself. How can I improve my life. What steps do I need to take in order to ensure that I am walking in righteousness? What is it that I need to, you know, do on my part so that I can be a better person? So it's all about having that self-reflexivity and looking at yourself like, look, you know, your life is your life is the way that it is, not because of everyone else. We can't scapegoat. And continue blaming other people for our life's mistakes. We are the ones that make choices. We are the ones who, you know, make 
all of these decisions without sometimes we lack the ability to confide in God and to seek the direction of God. So we're out here making choices. We're out here making decisions. God, where is God in the equation? Where is God in your life? And so like when certain things happen in life that you don't want to take place, there is nothing that anyone can do about it because you chose what you chose. Your decision allowed you to go through your experiences. And this is not for everybody. This is like on an individual basis, really. You know, everybody don't. Some people go through experiences. It is not their fault. They didn't make the choice to make, you know, have to go through heartache and um, trials and tribulations and adversities that is causing them pain and emotional numbness. Some people don't go through those things that they just chosen and called in a certain way that where their lives are living testimonies to God. So their experience is actually a, a way to provide glory to God. So we see that there is a consistency of Christ having humility. And there is also repetition in the word of God where it tells us that we should be like Christ Jesus. We should be imitators of God. So I believe the King James said, King James Version says that. Let's, let's look at the um, King James Bible on Ephesians chapter 5. So be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. But when we look at the NIV version, let's look at the NIV version. Follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in the way of love, just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Let's look at the Amplified Bible. I want to see what the Amplified Bible says. Therefore, become imitators of God. Copy him and follow his example. As well, beloved children, imitate their father and walk continually in love. That is, value one another. Practice empathy and compassion unselfishly, seeking the best for others. Just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us. An offering and sacrifice to God, slain for you so that it became a sweet fragrance. So let's, I want to go back to the King James Bible and, and just do a little interpretation here. So um, the King James Version, it says, Be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also had loved us. And had given himself for us as an offering and sacrifice to God for a sweet smelling savior. So what this means is that. When Jesus Christ died on the cross for us, he allowed. He allowed us to have redemption through his blood. His blood allows us to have atonement. So he paid the debt for our sins of, of rebellion, of disobedience, right? 
of transgressions of inequities of all all type of things that you know um so jesus died on the cross for us as a sacrifice to god as a sacrifice to god meaning it says for a sweet smelling savior savior savor so something that's sweet smelling what that means is basically like it pleases God. The, the death of Christ pleased God because where his heart was, his heart was embedded in a place where he made a sacrifice. Jesus was 100% God and 100% man, meaning that he had the same equivalent power as God. He had the ability to stop death if he wanted to so just because he had the option didn't mean that that's what he was gonna do because he knew that he had to go all the way through with it and so like during it like when i start when i describe jesus death i'm gonna do a separate podcast about that that's gonna be a whole separate podcast um but I want to say specifically that when you understand how Jesus, he could have used many powers and he did not. So that sacrifice that he made to God as a sweet smelling savour. What that means is that he wiped away all fornication, uncleanness, all the covetousness and he gave us the ability to re- have repentance. That repentance allows us to be cleansed from fornication, from uncleanness and covetousness. All of these unclean things. So what God really wants us to do is to be able to focus on those things that are good. And sometimes when we're going through life and there are so many different problems, like you have... You have to think about the things that your kids go through. The things that your family go through. There's always, sometimes there is a problem after a problem after another problem and another problem. I just think about the community and how it was just so many deaths. Like deaths same, like it was just happening everywhere. It's all over the news, all in the communities. It's like, I and so I read, I read this scripture where it talks about. Um, hold on a second, let me let me pull this up. Acts 2 and 24. It says, but God raised him from the dead, freeing him from the agony of death 
because it was impossible for death to keep its hold on him. So what this means is that through the power of the Holy Spirit, through the power of God, so the, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us. So let's let's look at that scripture. So we go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 20 through 22. It is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. This same power put Christ at God's right side in heaven. This place was given to Christ. It is much greater than any king or leader can have. No one else can have this place of honor and power. No one in this world or in the world to come can have such honor and power. God has put all things under Christ's power and has made him to be the head leader over all things of the church. So let's look at, I want to look at a couple verses before that. In verse 15, I'm going to start from Ephesians 1 15. I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the Christians. Since then, I always give thanks for you and pray for you. I pray that the great God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the wisdom of his spirit. Then you will be able to understand the secrets about him as you know him better. I pray that your hearts will be able to understand. I pray that you will know about the hope given by God's call. I pray that you will see how great the things are that he has promised to those who belong to him. I pray that you will know how great his power is for those who have put trust in him. So this is the message from, from, from Paul. Paul is having a prayer for the Christians in Ephesus. And so this is what his prayer is. And so um, let's look at, I want to look at another um, scripture here. So we're going to look at this and now I'm going to, I'm going to talk about all of these scriptures that I just pulled up and they're going to all basically overlap with each other. So, um, go to Romans eight and chapter 11. It says your device will restart to update outside of active hours. to restart okay so it says and if the spirit of him who raised jesus from the dead is living in you he who raised christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you so i want to speak to everybody every single person that has experienced, I'm going to go start back from Matthew. 
Every single person that has experienced something in your life, understand that God wants you to be active. God wants you to be happy and active. It says in Matthew 26 and 55. In that hour, Jesus said, am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple course teaching and you did not arrest me. You have to understand every day you're going to get up and do what is right. Every single day you feel like, you know, when you're trying your hardest, things are not turning out exactly the way that you want them to. Every time you get up and you go to work and you pay your bills on time and you help out your family in, you know, you're always trying to be that supportive person. But now when it's time that it's time for you to get some help and it's time for you to get prayer it's time for you to get the, the support that you've been giving out to everyone no one else can give that support to you but you have to understand that god still wants you to be active don't allow those things that is going on in your life to cause you to act with rebellion don't allow those things to be lead you into rebellion because God is an imitator for us. We can imitate God. We can look at him and we can idolize God. Let, let God be your salvation. Let him give you hope. Let him give you grace. Let him show you that your situation is not that hard for him. You can overcome everything that you need. So we see that Jesus is active, right? Yes, they arrested him. But he was teaching every single day. You have to ask yourself, okay, so why didn't they do it? So th this is being mentioned for a reason. We have to pass on why it was spoke about. It is being spoke about because you can understand the spirit behind these people. These religious Pharisees that, that arrested Jesus. Every single day. Every single day. He was teaching in the temple. He was doing things. He was healing people. Every single day he was doing something positive. But see, you have to understand that the enemy has a certain time to reign. The enemy is going to have a certain amount of time to reign. We see this in the book of Revelation where it talks about the man of lawlessness. The one of lawlessness will be revealed. We see this in Revelation. That there will be a great tribulation period. Three and a half years there, there will be peace. And three and a half years there will be chaos. Right? And so we see this in the book of Revelation. So this it's inevitable that it's going to take place. So we understand that the enemy has a certain amount of time to do a certain amount of bad stuff. But just because you're being attacked in whatever level you feel like you're being attacked on doesn't mean that you give up. Doesn't mean that you become rebellion. Doesn't mean that it should lead you into rebellion. Because we have God, Jesus Christ, to look up to in a way where we can say, you know what, I'm going to hold fast to my faith in God. And I'm going to trust God in this process. And I believe what God is going to do is going to turn out exactly the way that it's supposed to be. just forget about all those problems and adversity quit focusing on the problem quit focusing on the situation quit focusing on the things that's happening in that work quit focusing on your bills quit focusing on all these things and say god look i'm trying i'm gonna keep showing up with you i'm gonna keep doing what i need to do and i'm gonna take you with you with me and god i'm including you in my choices i'm including you in my decisions this is what is going on in my life right now it is it feel like you all hope is gone.
but you still had a hope of Christ living on the inside of you. So I'm going to go back to Ephesians and I'm going to go to Ephesians, e -E Ephesians chapter one. And we're going back to verse 20. It is the same power that raised Christ from the dead. This same power put Christ at God's right, right side in heaven. Romans 8 and 11. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give you life to mortal bodies because of the spirit who lives in you. So anything in your life that, that is going on that you, that is dead, that you feel like is dead, God is going to liven it up. You feel like your hope is gone. God is going to reignite your hope. You feel like everything is, everything in your life is falling apart. God is going to mold it back together. Don't worry about nothing. God got this. God got you. You understand? So the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is living on the inside of you. That means whatever has been, been attacked in your life, God wants to give life to it. God wants to give you hope. God wants to give you prosperity. You have to accept the prosperity that God is giving you. Believe it. Trust it. God gets you. So let's look at Luke 19 and 47. So we see that every day he was teaching at the temple, but the chief priests, the teachers of the law and the leaders among the people were trying to kill him. See, they are trying to kill him. Can you imagine like having to continue to work hard, do everything you do and you have people trying to kill you. So they are trying to kill Jesus. But he continues to work. He continues to push forward. He continues to preach. He continues to teach. He continues on what he was called and chosen to do. Even with him knowing that they were trying to kill him. He didn't run away from the death. He was obedient to death. Isn't that what it says? It says it right here that um, in Philippians 2, 3 through 8. And we're going to look exactly at verse 8. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. See, because see, God... Became flesh. Meaning like. He became low. He, he didn't stay like elevated in, in, in his spirit self. Becoming a man was something that he transformed into being. That means he became low like man. He put himself in a position to think, act, and feel like men. So he, he, he allowed himself to have feelings like men, to feel pain like men, to have love like men. But he didn't do it like men. See, because men meet people 
When we love people, our love is limited. I love you as long as you're nice to me. See, I, people love you with conditions attached to it. They love you as long as you make them feel good. They love you as long as you cool with them. Uh, but don't, don't say the wrong thing. They're going to love you with limited conditions. They love you con con with conditions. God doesn't love you with conditions. His love is unlimited. So if you hear somebody say, you know, God's love is conditional. God's love is unconditional. He loves you even when you don't love him back. He cares for you even when you hate him. He still tugs at your heart and pulls you even when you're ignoring him. So being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. So we see from Luke, I'm sorry, going all the way from Luke 19 and 47, they were trying to kill him. And in Philippians 2 and 8, he became obedient to death. It's like sometimes we don't want to give in to what is going on. Like, okay, well, wait, uh-uh, no. See, you talking about me, I don't want to deal with that. You doing that, I don't want to deal with this. I don't want to deal with that. But God is saying, look, show love to people and humble yourself. We have to be obedient to the, to the will of God. See, the will of Jesus Christ, the purpose of Jesus Christ was for him to come and be obedient to death. That was God giving us Jesus Christ as an atonement for our sins. He was, in fact, God. Let's look at the um King James Bible. Who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God. Philippians 2 and verse 6. So Jesus Christ was in the form of God. He was God and also man. He became a servant and became in the likeness of men. So when we understand the sacrifice that God has done for us, we will understand that God really wanted us to prevail. He became low. 
in order for us to become better. So when we look at um, Ephesians chapter 5 again. Be therefore followers of God, imitators of God, doers of just like God. You be like God. We should be like God. But what does it mean to be like God? Does that also mean for us to be obedient to death? Does that mean for us to be obedient to everything that God tells us? That is exactly what it means. Does it mean that? Yes, it does. We should be like God. And so when we think about death, we should be thinking about spiritual death. Also, physical death. Putting away your old self. So, look at that scripture so we can put this in um, perspective. Ephesians 4 and 22. To put off your old self. Which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. And to be renewed in the spirit of your minds. And to put on the new self created after the likeness. Created after the likeness. The likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. It's like we have to strive for righteousness and holiness. Because our former life is corrupt. And let me tell you about these deceitful desires, right? So deceitful desires will have you doing some of the same old stuff that will lead you to having hopelessness, despair, anxiety, stress, depression, and everything else. Don't continue to do things that is going to lead you in those in that way of life. So God wants you to do better. God wants us all to be greater than what we are. Okay. He wants us to improve. He wants us to be successful. God wants us to put off the old self. Because those deceitful desires will have you saying, okay, well, I'm going to still be around this person even though they hate you. Now, see, should we be around people Every day, they hate us. Absolutely not. Bad, bad company corrupts good character. 
Let's look that up. Bad company corrupts good character. So go to your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 15 and 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. That's the NIV version. So the King James Bible says, be not deceived. Evil communication corrupts good manners. And that sounds like, that sounds more like it. Because it's like, if you're in an argument with somebody and they are being very negative and it's like, all of a sudden now you're negative and you don't want to be negative, but they're being negative. So now you got to be negative. But actually, in actuality, we shouldn't even be having these type of evil communications. Let it go. That means you have to let it go with your friends. You let it go with your family. Let it go with your neighbor. Let it all go. You treat thy neighbor as yourself. If you was out here doing bad and wrong and all sorts of stuff, you will want somebody to pray for you. So let's pray for people. If they are not listening to God, what makes you think you can force them to listen to you? We cannot force people to do anything. God does not force us to do anything. Everything that God allows for us, it is done voluntary. So we love God voluntarily we are obedient to god voluntarily not involuntary so if you have any type of evil communications and evil company it's going to corrupt your good values your good morals your good character your good morals and values and all of those things So I want to go to this scripture here. Let's go to Matthew um, chapter 10, verse 34 through 39. Um, no, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to stop at 42. It says, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life 
will lose it. And whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Let me explain what this means. I went over this scripture before. But I believe that it, it most closely relates to what I'm talking about right now. So what God is saying here, look, I didn't come to bring peace on the earth. He came to bring a sword. He came to bring division. With a father and a, a daughter, a mother and a daughter-in-law, a mother-in-law against a daughter-in-law, right? Because see, some of these people, just because they are your family does not does not mean that they belong to God. It doesn't mean that they belong to God at all. Some people who you claim as family may not belong to God at all. And yes, we love them. I love all of my family. Each and every last one of them. But we have to be understanding to what God is saying in his word. He says it right here. And so when we when we fully, fully grasp and understand what God is saying, he's saying, look. Just because these people are your family, it says, and a person's enemies will be those of his own household. So sometimes see, you could believe in God. You could pray to God. You could have God in your life. But other people they might not. And so let me explain this. Like I. My, my kids are saved. I always keep them in prayer. And I pray with my son, with my youngest son, every single day. So it's like, yes, we all make choices in life. But we have to understand what God is saying. That's why God gives us ears for us to hear and eyes for us to see so that we can understand. See, you can see something, but that don't mean you understand it. You can read it, but that don't mean you comprehend it. You can hear somebody say something, but you can have selective hearing. You didn't even hear what they said. You just, you only heard what you thought they said. So don't have selective hearing. Have hearing in a way where you can actually hear and understand. And you can see and perceive. So yes, we have people that we know that may not belong to God. So God is going to separate his children. God isn't saying, oh, okay, so that since this person, they are part of your family, We gonna keep them. No, no, no. The only time we see that a husband, the only time we see sanctification brought into a relationship is through a husband and wife. We see that the unbelieving wife saved through her unbelieving husband. We see that the unbelieving husband is saved through the believing wife. 
We don't see this in any other instance. So we are God's children. And so that means that whoever does not belong to God will be cut off. So God is telling us here, right here, it says, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Sometimes we can love people so much and it's like, dang, you know, it's like, why, why, why are you so, why are you like this? All I ask is to pray with you. Did you want to pray? Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. We have to pull up our cross and pick it up. When you pick up your cross, you know, like Jesus had to carry his cross. But that was a common thing during that time. People that were crucified and put on the cross, they had to carry their cross. They had to carry their own weight. They own problems. You you have to you have to pull up these things and you have to take up your cross and follow God. You have to say, look, I love you, but I'm not into the life that you're living. Because the life that you're choosing will separate me from God. So I don't want to follow that. I don't choose to follow in any path that will separate me from God. I don't choose to go out and do this or that and go to here and get drunk and hang out and do that. I don't choose to do those things because I don't want to do anything that is going to separate me from God. So don't, don't keep doing things that is going to allow you to have separation from God. It doesn't matter how attached you are to it. It doesn't matter what uh, you feel the situation. It does not matter. If it separates you from God, then you need to separate yourself from it. If your job interferes with your relationship with God, you need to separate yourself from that job. God is saying, look, look, if you're not doing enough, the things that I'm telling you right now, then you are not worthy of me. And see, in verse 39, it says, whoever finds his life We'll lose it. So that's saying, if you find, if you find that what 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 you're doing in life is more important than God, you will lose your life. See, if you find more pleasure in that job than you do in your walk with God, because see that job is causing a separation of your relationship with God. That means that if you find in life in that. You find in life, you find in all your happiness, you've attached your happiness to that job, then you will lose it.
Whatever you choose to love that is that will put you in separation with God, you will lose it. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Basically, if you are giving up a lot of things for God's glory, for God's glory, for his sake, you picked up your cross and said, you know what, God, you told me that I needed to separate myself from this. Because that's what it is. It, it, it's saying, do, do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have come to a sword that's separation a sword sep a sword what do a sword do so if you give up the things that you need to for God's sake then you will find life. But if you find life in the things that's causing you separation in God, then you will lose it. So I, I've noticed that God wants us to not be bitter about things either. It's like, okay, well, God, you are God. Why did you allow this to happen? Well, you could have changed this. We didn't have to go through this. God, why did you allow this to happen? Why are you letting me go through this situation? God don't want you to be bitter. On the next verse in verse 40, it talks about a reward. So whoever receives you receives me. And whoever receives me receives him who sent me. So if God is working through you and other people are not receiving the God that is being delivered to them through you, they are not rejecting you. They are rejecting the God in you. So the one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And who or whosoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water because he is a disciple. Truly, I say to you, he will be, but he will by no means lose his reward. So, you know what this means? This means that you will gain wisdom from prophets and righteous people. There are rewards that you will receive on different levels of understanding. When you receive a prophet, you will get a prophet's reward because it's coming directly from God. It isn't coming from that person. It is coming from God. So the understanding, the level of wisdom, the knowledge that you get is coming from God. When you receive a righteous person, you get a righteous person's reward. And so whoever does something, whoever gives 
one of these little ones. Even a cold cup of water because he is a disciple. He will by no means lose his reward. That means that with children, we have to be even extra cautious because they are children of God. So you, when you play with God's children, you will not reap a reward. So I know I got like probably about 50 minutes here, but I think I am going to probably end early tonight. Um, There are a couple of other scriptures that I did want to go over, um, but let me, yeah, let me go over a couple more scriptures and um, I'm going to end kind of early tonight. So I wanted to go to uh, Habakkuk 2.14, Habakkuk. 214. Um, I think it would be nice if I just read the whole entire uh like chapter. So I'm looking at Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2. I'm gonna start at verse 2. It says, Then the Lord replied, Write down the revelation. Um, hold on one second here. Okay, so so um just a little background. Habakkuk is a uh, Habakkuk is a, a minor prophet in the Bible, and um basically this is in the Old Testament, and he basically needed help from God, and he was calling out to God for justice and stuff, and so God began to answer him about uh the Babylonians taking over because they were defeated by like the Babylonians and stuff, so. Um, looking here in Habakkuk, Habakkuk chapter two, let's start at verse two. Um, it says, then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that, that a herald may run with it for the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. So God is saying, look, it, 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 some things. It, you, it may take a long time for you to get an answer, but just wait on it. Be patient. Sometimes it's okay for us to be still. See, in verse 4, it says, See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright. But the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave. He gathers to himself all the nations and take captive all the peoples. So it's like, okay, these problems will bring you perseverance. It brings you character. Thank you so much for the love. I really do appreciate that. It brings you character. So it says... Will not all of them taunt him who ridicule and scorn, saying, Woe to him who piles up stolen goods 
and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you be then you will become their prey. Because you have plundered many nations. For peoples who are left with plunder you will plunder you, for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many peoples, shaming your own house and forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall will cry out. So this is saying it doesn't matter what you do. You can try to ruin as many people as you want. The people are going to cry out. And if you shut the people up, the stones are going to cry out. The stones of the wall will cry out. And the beams of the woodwork will echo it. So the beams are going to echo the cry. The beams in the wall. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire? That the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. You see what that means? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. This scripture is powerful. The earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord. There is not one person on this earth that can actually say they have not heard of a miracle happening. Either you know somebody that knows somebody that had a miracle happen. The glory of the Lord for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters covers the sea. The waters cover the sea. Just think about this for a second. Did you all know that the depths of the ocean are actually further away from dry land than our solar system. So our solar system is like really far, right? And technically, even though I don't really like all the way believe this, but they say it takes about nine months to get to Mars. Well, the depths of the sea 
Some people, they've never been there. It's too far away. It's further than the moon. It's further than Mars. It's further than our solar system. So when you see this scripture, understand that God is saying in his word, the, this is what the Lord is saying, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So we talking about months here, maybe years to get all the way down to the depths of the, the ocean floor in the, some depths of the sea. So think about that. God's glory will be filled on earth. And that's amazing. That really is amazing. And so I just wanted to point out that we are to be imitators of Christ. So as long as we continue to practice and our understanding and the knowledge of God by studying his word, inviting the Holy Spirit to come into our hearts and into our lives to, to reshape the things that has been broken and shattered in our lives. Because that's what God wants to do. He wants to heal us. He wants to reshape the things that has been broken and shattered in our hearts. And he does it by glorifying his name through our experience. So your experience, the breakthrough, your ability to overcome in that situation, your ability to be you know, victorious, it, it's all coming from God. God allowed you to be that. So we just have to know that God's plan is, is higher for us than any plan in this world. So be inspired. Keep your head up. Know that God is with you. Continue to practice obedience. We are to be imitators of Christ. He died for us for our the redemption of our sins. And so we need to authorize the Holy Spirit in our life so that we will not have to deal with all of the negative things that is sweeping the earth. We don't want to be contaminated with evil communication. Don't allow evilness or wickedness to impact our impact your life. And so I wanted to say a prayer. Okay, so let me pray this. Um, so, Heavenly Father, King of Kings, Alpha and Omega, right now we just, we rebuke every wicked person in our life that is distracting us or stopping us from advancing in your kingdom, Father God. Anyone that is misleading us or affecting us in a way that is um, influencing us to not follow through on your plan, will, and purpose or anyone that is hurting us, in any type of way, God, um, or anyone that is appearing as someone who loves us or um, please remove them from our life completely, God. Cleanse our circle with the powerful blood of Jesus Christ. Um, God, please allow um, 
allow your children to be embedded in our life. All the people that are devils and and disguises, the ones that are wolves in sheep's clothing, whether it's a family member, a co-worker, a neighbor, a roommate, any people that are boyfriend or girlfriend, spouses, or anyone in general, Father God, anyone, please remove them from our life, God. Do not allow them to corrupt our values that you have instilled in us, Father God. We ask that you just destroy any attachments or connections of any kind to them, God. We ask that you just wake us up and let us hear and see from your eyes and ears, God, so that we can perceive and understand and comprehend what we need to, to have the knowledge and wisdom that we need to, to, so that you can reveal these people in our life. Lord God, we ask that you allow us to run away from those individuals in a way where we could pray for them, pray for them from a distance, Lord. Replace all of these wicked, evil um spirits and, and replace them with genuine people that that are divine your will lord god that they they can pray without ceasing god they have your word instilled in their heart and they abide by your word each and every day lord god let us be inspired by them so that we can imitate you god place those people into our life god we ask that you protect us from all of the wicked people at all times lord god bless us and continue to give us spiritual discernment lord god so that we can know the people that we encounter and know that their motives god before allowing them into our lives lord please do not allow our hearts to be sensitive or our emotions to lead us into a pit of hell or allow us to accept any wickedness in our life oh lord so we plead the blood of Jesus Christ against all of that, Lord God. And so we ask that you help us to never have sympathy or empathy for any evil at all, God. Help us to resist the devil so that he will flee from us, Lord God. We ask that you continue to allow us to submit our will to you, God. You said if we submit our will to you and resist the devil, he will flee, God. So we just ask that you allow us to continue to submit our will to you, God. You say in your word. God, that you will never leave us or forsake us, God. So please do not allow us to affiliate ourselves with or agree with or negotiate with or succumb to any of the offers or delicacies or tricks or or, or traps of anything from the evil one or, or wicked people that have that have submitted their will to evil, God. Allow us to stay ahead. In 1 Corinthians 15 and 33, as I read tonight, God, you said that evil company corrupts, corrupts good habit or evil communication corrupts good morals so all the corruption that have affected our lives with the evil company or anyone that we had in our life that were wicked any of the things that we had in our hearts god please uproot that evil uproot all the wickedness out of us get rid of it god from the root and, and just did take it out of us all the way completely god reverse it god and, and and so we ask that you give us restoration, that you cleanse us and that you uplift us, Lord, and that you allow us to be inspired by you and be encouraged by you, Lord God, that you just allow us to be obedient to you, God, and that you convict our hearts for the things that we do and that we're not obedient to, God. So like, let, let, fill us up with the things that are favorable in your sight and obedient to you so that we can live a life of abundance, Lord. And so we thank you right now for your will being done in our life, God, but just continue to allow your will to be done and, and just let us be strong in your mind and power, Lord God. And we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus Christ that your will be done in our life. Amen. Okay, so thank you all for joining me tonight. Um, if you want to send an email for prayer, please send it to lawslifehealth at suddenchangescorporation.org. 
And if you wanted to suggest the topic, send that to Deanna Watson at SuddenChangesCorporation.org. Thank you all. Joining me tonight, I really do appreciate it. If you um 